Hi everyone. Good evening. <clears throat> okay. So uh, let's begin with um my meditation. And um I think there are times um all throughout one's sort of journey with meditation when um it can be hard sometimes to remember know what exactly we're supposed to be doing um where um we feel a bit lost you know um and you know, how do I do this technique or what am I supposed to be doing in this moment or what do I do with this thought or all that stuff. And um, and I think it's when we're feeling like that, it can be good to remind ourselves that ultimately all we are trying to do is just be present with our life as it is. Um, just be with our sensations, our body, our mind, our emotions, just as they are. And that might mean that our mind and our emotions are all over the place. Um, it may, may mean that we feel completely restless and um, uncentered um, and distracted. Well, then that's what it is to practice, to be that. Um, and so, um, as we sit tonight, please just remember that and remind yourself of this from time to time and whenever you may need it, that all we are ultimately being asked to do is to just be with what is. Um, and if that doesn't seem like enough to you, then that is a really wonderful indication that there is some kind of expectation or ideal that is driving your practice, you know. If it is not enough to be with what is, no matter how that what is feel, then you can be sure that lurking somewhere beneath the surface, very deep down or maybe not so deep down at all, there's some idea, oh, it's supposed to be this way. It's supposed to feel this way. And that is a wonderful wake-up call. Oh, yes. Okay. I am holding to a certain idealized picture of what meditation is supposed to look like and feel like. That's good to know. Now let me just be with the kind of unsettledness that I feel in my belly when I just sit with that, <laughs> rather than try to engage in the achievement-oriented energy that will get me to feel what I'm supposed to be feeling, God damn it. Um, so, the kind of general reminder, which I only offer because it's so necessary for me to remind myself of this all the time. Um, and then I think um, 
a slightly more practical sort of wrinkle to that is um, I encourage you tonight when we're sitting together and whenever you're sitting on your own to try to move as little as possible while you are sitting. Um, now, not into like hardcore way, not like gritting your teeth and just, you know, being still no matter what, but one of the ways that I think we can become really finely tuned to the ways in which we are always trying to manage our experience, make ourselves feel more comfortable, not really feel what there is to feel, is to notice the small and sometimes there are incredibly small ways in which we kind of just adjust ourselves to, to, to not really feel exactly what we're feeling, you know, to like to, to, to make the body a little bit more comfortable, to not to not have to actually really just sit with that that tension there. Um, and so this isn't about being still so that we are kind of like, you know, like stiff chin, you know, firm chin and that kind of attitude. It's more to give ourselves the opportunity to, to really notice the ways in which we actually don't want to be still. Well, that we, we um, and the only way to do that is to sort of resolve, okay, I'm just not going to move for this meditation period. Let's see what comes up. You know, um, and then you'll see, oh, okay, there's a really strong impulse to move my shoulder a bit because I feel like it'll make my me breathe a little bit more easily. No, see what it's like just to be with as it is. See, notice that impulse, feel the impulse to move, and see if you can just examine the impulse without giving in to it. Um, it can be revelatory. That said, if you feel like you really want to move or need to move, move. You know, this is this is not this is not like a military environment or something. You know, some some Zen meditation centers really have that vibe where like you really better not move. You know, um, but this isn't that kind of space. I'm. This is more like an opportunity. And not because you should look the part. It's not about appearances. It's really by consciously establishing an intention to not move. What do I give myself the opportunity to discover from the inner impulses? That's really that, that's, that's the spirit in which we don't move, to really just see. Now, we all have different kinds of bodies, we have different kinds of physical conditions, and if you feel like for your body, you need to move or else something not good is gonna happen, you know, like the back is gonna seize up or, you just know yourself, then move. It's a judgment-free zone. Because, of course, this invitation to not move is not about judgment, but about creating a kind of space in which you can observe. But it's not going to help you, your practice, if you create um, unmanageable pain or discomfort. Okay. So move if you need to. But I just want to explain the potential benefits of just letting yourself really resolve to be still.
because then you'll notice how you don't actually want that. And this practice is so much about ever more subtly noticing the ways in which you don't actually want to be with what is. You know, I began by saying the practice of being with what is, and really the practice is also about being honest with ourselves about all the ways we don't want to be with what is, and we, that we will do whatever we can to avoid being with what is. That's that dance, resolve to be with what is, and then just with as much kindness and compassion as possible. Notice the ways in which actually that's the last thing we really want to do. Most of the time. Yeah. And see that. Okay. All right. So please get into a comfortable position. And just take a few deep breaths, settle into the sitting, into the body, to this present moment. Breathing deeply in through the nose. Feeling the whole upper body inflate with air. And exhaling slowly through your slightly open mouth. Really drawing the exhalation out. Take a few more deep breaths in this way into the nose and out through your slightly open mouth. And now let your mouth come to a close. Let the breath now move in and out through the nose. And now also let the breath just come and go at its own pace, no longer intentionally lengthening the breath, just letting the breath breathe itself. And that might mean the breath is shallow, rapid. Perhaps even uneven, erratic. Let it be so. Part of being with life as it is is learning to let the breath be as it is, moment by moment. Now let your awareness begin to focus on the soft tissue in the inside of your nostrils, the very tip of your nose, inside of your nose. And just notice the sensations there in the tip of your nose, produced by your breath as it moves in and out of the body. Those sensations may be very subtle, faint at first. It's okay. Just feel them as much as you can. And with time, they'll probably become a little bit more noticeable, a little bit more vivid. At first, it's not uncommon for these sensations to be quite subtle.
Notice how the breath feels cooler as you breathe in. And when you breathe out, once the breath has been warmed by your lungs and your body, feel that subtle difference between the in-breath and out. And let yourself become just even more tuned into all the different subtle textures of the breath. How the breath feels slightly different, the beginning, the middle, at the end of each in-breath and out-breath. You feel the way the breath changes, feels different throughout the course of each inhalation and exhalation. And whenever thoughts pull you away from the breath, just notice that that's happening. Maybe take a brief note of what kind of thought has pulled you away. Is it a thought about planning, worry, self-judgment? And then just bring yourself gently or firmly back to the sensations of the breath. Now let your awareness move down to the center of your chest. And just feel the sensations in the center of your chest as you breathe in and out, as the chest rises and falls. Now let your arms move down to the belly. Just feel the sensations in the belly associated with the movement of the breath. You don't need to force the breath into the belly. It's not about making the belly move more than it naturally would. Some of us breathe deeply in the belly. Some of us breathe more in the chest and the belly moves very little. There's no right or wrong. Just notice how your belly moves. 
as you breathe. To move a lot or just a tiny bit. Just open your awareness to whatever you feel in your belly as you breathe. Now I'd like you to include in your awareness the breath in all three spots simultaneously. Nose, your chest, and your belly. Just feel the sensations of the breath in the moment it enters the nose, the moment it moves down into the belly, and then back out. If you feel it's difficult to be aware of all three spots simultaneously, it's okay. Let your awareness move gently in a leisurely way between the three spots, nose, chest, belly, nose, chest, belly. And once in a while, see if you can hold all three spots in your awareness at once. And please remember that it is totally natural to lose your focus on the breath from time to time, even quite often, for the mind to carry us away. There's nothing wrong with it. Just notice as soon as you can, and then bring your awareness back to the breath. That is the practice of mindfulness aware of the way that the mind pulls us away from the present moment. It's not about successfully staying laser focused on the breath. Mindfulness is about way of seeing the way the mind pulls us and then training the mind to be aware of it.
Now please continue following the breath in this way. Noticing the sensations in the nose, the chest, and the belly. While you do that, please open your awareness enough so you can also hear all the sounds in your environment. So you're feeling the sensation of the breath. You're also hearing whatever may be going on around you. Force the sound to my voice. Or perhaps the sound of the wind outside your window. And the sounds that other people or little animals in your house may be making in other rooms. Just let yourself be open in a soft, receptive way to all the sounds around you as you continue following the breath. Please keep following the breath and listening to sounds around you. But imagine that only about 30 to 40% of your awareness is focused on sounds and breath. We're not trying to focus on the breath and listen to sounds in an exclusive way, not aware of anything else. Just let a third of your awareness attend to your breath and to the sounds around you. And then let the rest of your awareness just be aware of whatever else there is to be aware of. Feel of your body. Feel the air in your skin. Thoughts or emotions that may be moving through the body and the mind. You're using the breath and sounds as a way to stay anchored in the reality, the physical reality of the present moment. You're attending in an open way to whatever else may be part of the present moment as well. You're just being. Just being aware. What is? So as you follow the breath and listen to sounds, you may also notice that, oh, I have these areas of tension in my chest. I have this very strong impulse to scratch a part of my body. Or 
a very vivid memory or emotion is moving through me at this moment. Let there be room for whatever is going on. And just stay grounded in the present by continuing to attend to your breath and the sounds around you. In a relaxed, gentle way. Sometimes when we're meditating and we experience tension in the body, we can feel like something's wrong. Like I should be able to relax the body. I should be able to ease that tension. What if instead of thinking that way about tension, think of attention as a problem, you just let it be there. Just soften to it, let it just be. No need to fight anything. No need to try to change
if you notice in yourself an impulse to move the body for whatever reason, try just observing that impulse for a little while. You can decide to feed it, give into it in a bit, but try for a little while just watching that impulse. Notice how it feels in the body. Just what kind of thoughts are associated. Are you aware of the breath right now? Are you aware of the sounds around you right now? If not, come back. Come back to the present moment. Do you notice any thoughts that are evaluating or judging how this meditation is going well or not? Just notice those thoughts. Thoughts that are measuring how well you're doing, how good you are at this, or how bad you are at this. They're just thoughts. Notice the content 
and maybe even the tone of voice those thoughts and how they make your body feel. Okay, that's good for tonight. Please feel free to move your body, get comfortable, get a drink of water. That ability to feel your body and your mind really wanting to move, not to adjust, and to be able to just see that. I mean, maybe just see it is not right, the right, because it can sometimes feel like agony. Um, it can feel very difficult, but it is the same capacity that enables, will enable us to want to say that sarcastic thing to someone because they've hurt our feelings, you know, or because we feel we're not being respected adequately. And why is that person always so dismissive of me and it makes my blood boil. God damn, I gotta give him a piece of my mind, you know. That ability to not move when we're sitting is the same capacity that can enable us when we are in the heat of the moment with another person where we might do something that is reactive, perhaps harmful, harmful to the other person as well as ourselves and not, and to actually just let those impulses within us be there because we can't make them go away. It's not about not having those thoughts. So can we experience those thoughts and what they do to our body and yet not let it translate immediately into action, right? Um, So it is, and of course there are so many different it could be like when you're, you know, wanting that that extra donut or that drink or that smoke or whatever it is. The same thing, right? It's the same. It's like all these different forms of these karmic chains, right? These different ways in which impulse leads to action. You know, thought leads to impulse leads to action. 
um, we are training ourselves to develop a capacity to create a, a container, a holding space, to feel that in all its intensity and not be carried away by it. I mean, that's huge, right? That is really huge. And any of you who have been in long-term relationships, right? You know, you know how important that ability is and how, how much we can regret it when we don't, um, don't cultivate that ability or even if we have to give in and, and say, okay, I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna say that thing this time. How good does that make you feel, you feel, right? Um, so anyway, just a kind of further explanation, like what, what's so powerful about that simple, you know, direction to just see what it feels like to not move, right? It's one of the most simple, but actually one of the most powerful things that we can do when we meditate. Um, and I think that there are ways in which I think it's really good that at least Zen these days isn't quite as hardcore as it was when I first started practicing, where you know people roamed the the, the zendo or the meditation hall with sticks and they'd whack you if you you know, um, and um, uh, it definitely had a kind of like very sort of um, you know martial arts kind of you know kind of feel to it. And I think it's good that it doesn't have that vibe, but I think we can sometimes mistake the gentleness of letting ourselves be soft when we practice um, with the, um, we can think that it's actually, um, we can, I think like we can overlook, we can overlook the ways in which we actually may not be doing ourselves so many favors by being too soft. Right? And so there's a certain kind of, um, soft discipline or rigor that I think is really important when we are when we're sitting. Um, but I want to explain the rationale. It's not again for appearances, it's not because we should look the part. So it actually allows us to do something very important with our awareness that isn't as as possible. And then I would say like when we move, if we decide we want to move, then move with as much awareness as possible. Move not Okay, I need to be comfortable, so I'm going to move this position, and then I'm going to reestablish awareness. But like every single moment, never break that continuity of awareness. You know, like given intentionally the impulse to move. Say, okay, I am going to let myself move from this position to that because I think my back is starting to seize up a little bit, right? And then note that and really feel every moment of that movement with awareness. Um, so. And that can be almost as good. So um, there are things I could talk about, but actually, I, I don't know. I just how are people's practice going? How are how are you in your practice? Is there anything that's coming up for any of you that you would like to ask about or talk about or hear me talk about? Oh, wait, before I forget, I'm going to send out an email tomorrow about this. But um, so Kevin Thomas and Sonora Rose Thomas both come to this group, um, I, you know, from time to time. They both live in North Adams. Um, like last week, Kevin is the guy who asked about um, low self-esteem uh, for those who were here last week. Okay. So um, so they've been coming to, on Tuesday nights and they thought it would be nice 
to have an opportunity to be able to meet some other people who, are, who come on Tuesday night as well. Uh, they understand why it's on Zoom um, because a lot of a lot of people are not in the area and all that. But so they, Kevin asked me to extend an invitation to people on this call to come to his and Sonora's place in North Adams next week to do the Zoom call together. So a little bit of like the in-person sangha along with like the, the Zoom aspect of it. So um, I'm gonna, if you go to the Williamstown Zen Group webpage, williamstownzengroup.org, I actually posted his little invitation, gives his address. And they're welcoming people to their place at 7.15 next Tuesday evening. And then to stay afterwards a bit to have some refreshments and conversation. So if any of you who live in the area would be interested in meeting some other people who live in the area in person, um, you know, check that invitation out and, and let Kevin and Sonora know if you're going to come. Um, I don't think it's something that he intends to do regularly, but I think he thought it'd be nice like to sort of complement his online connection with a little bit of in-person connection as well. So I'll send an email out tomorrow that um, that reminds everyone of that, but I want to make sure that to, to extend that invitation um, sort of in-person all the way. So anything that anyone would like to chat about, talk about. What's alive in your practice? Where, where does it feel difficult? What is, what is something that's coming up that you might, you know, appreciate hearing some words about, or just want to share with others? Hi, Joan. Hi. Um, I, I just wanted to let you know I'm Carmen Bango's mother, and I've so enjoyed the times that I've been able to join. Um, I, uh, when I was trying to practice this, um, all of a sudden I felt the need to swallow. Mm -hmm. And I was able to kind of like deal with the rest of the little things that wanted to move. But the more I kind of focused on not wanting to swallow, the more I felt the intense need to swallow and kind of connected to that as well. I was just wondering when we kind of um, pay attention to the little aches and pains in our body, mm -hmm. is that also kind of putting more energy into those aches and pains and attention to it? So the impulse to swallow and actually the production of more saliva too that can sometimes go along with that is actually a classic thing that happens um, with people when they meditate. Um, and uh, and I think at first, by bringing your awareness to that, it does kind of exacerbate it. Um, um, and it does fade with time, you know? And I think um, this is like one of the things where like, see like really experiment what it's like to like not give into it and and notice how the very kind of um sort of resolution to not move in any way including even like your tongue right and and your throat actually like somehow sets it off and makes it want to move you know um very much notice that. and then at some point if it becomes you know just then swallow you know um it's not a big deal 
and then see if it re-arises that that impulse to swallow again you know um but think of it as an experiment it's not it's not like mm, i gotta do this right you know but more like the whole spirit is um this is like a laboratory for observation and and so it's interesting how just like setting an intention to not move can make unusual parts of the body want to move right um and so um that is itself something that's interesting right that's a, that's a piece of insight and then yes yeah, sometimes bringing awareness to parts of the body that you don't like little aches and pains or even like the breath right can make those things feel different like the breath can suddenly feel tighter precisely because you're becoming aware of it like you, you never had any trouble breathing but suddenly when you become aware of the breath it starts to feel like tense it starts to feel like a little bit laborious um same thing with the uh, aches and pains they can start to become you know, almost intensified precisely by the awareness but this is all because i think these are like um it's like it's it's stuff that will you, you, you'll become accustomed to and they will not it will not be this way all the time the, the it, this response will fade over time you will um the breath will start to feel you you want like you being aware of it won't make it feel uncomfortable after a while and the same thing so don't worry it's like because you know it's even like you can have this like train of thought like wait i'm doing something bad by like bringing my awareness to this it's, it's causing more problems it's not actually helping like notice that you know notice that like the way that the, the mind wants to intervene say no don't do this don't pay too much attention you know um and um and then i think if you don't give in and continue practicing awareness in the way that we are over time it, it won't be an issue um you, in fact bringing your awareness to aches and pains um in the long run can actually really help them become more tolerable like they you can sort of you can be with that ache or pain and it, it won't be so bothersome and sometimes you can even, you can even experience them kind of dissolving you know you start to say oh i see that now just like it's it's kind of melting away it's not nearly as as much of a problem as i thought you know so everything changes um and just continue being aware of it um even though at first it might feel like it's making it like worse you know um like more intense that's okay even if that's true you know it's not it's not a big deal um so this is sort of like mostly just saying there's actually nothing unusual about what you're what you're noticing and what you're talking about it's actually very common um and and not a sign of a problem at all yeah so it's nice to meet you carmen swan yeah thank you <clears throat> Um, I feel like sort of related to the the swallowing, um, something that's been coming up for me recently, I haven't been like explicitly practicing a lot, but like when I fall asleep, I get like itchy a lot of the time mm. <laughs> and it's like extremely unpleasant. And like, mm. so I'll try to sometimes do the strategies of like, just like noticing the impulse and like trying mm. to resist it. But then it's like, I'm thinking, oh no, like I'm doing the militant awareness thing and mm. like trying to like grasp and like get a con controlling kind of grip over it. And that's making it worse. Cause I'm just thinking about it more. Yeah. Um, and now like also experiencing this like kind of <laughs> like frustration in addition to the itchiness. Yeah. And so then I'll itch it, but then it like spreads. 
I feel like there's this like psychosomatic like element to it. And now like my whole body is itchy and I'm also angry. Yeah. <laughs> I can't fall asleep. Um, and like the thing that ends up working is like eventually I just get tired enough and yeah. then like the the grip loosens because yeah. my like brain isn't like operating as much, yeah. I guess. And I'm just like kind of starting to actually fall asleep and I'm not itchy anymore. And yeah. then eventually I'm asleep. <laughs> But I feel like that's what I was thinking about sort of mm. while I was trying to not move. Um, yeah. And Emily, when you say fall asleep, you're talking about like literally like when you fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, trying yeah. To fall like asleep at the end of the day. Night, like trying yeah. to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Like meditation, um, I know one of the reasons people are drawn to it is to help people fall asleep. But it's actually interesting. Meditation is a double-edged sword when it comes to sleep. Um, it um It can help relax the mind um and make it like able to sort of let go into sleep but the kind of meditation we practice also can make the mind very alert and um and uh and i think partly you're experiencing that when you bring your awareness to itchiness right it's like you you're you're actually kind of like it's not you know you're just attuned in right and so you know the classic thing that happens when people go on meditation retreats is actually they sleep less they find it harder to sleep um and um, it's a it's a common side effect of of intense meditation practice. Um, so um, uh, it's not surprising that bringing that kind of intense awareness to itching itchiness, you know, when you're about to on the edge of falling asleep, would actually make you kind of feel more wakeful. And so I just to say that, and 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 um, and so it may not be the best strategy if really what you want to do is is go to sleep but then the problem is like you said you, then you 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 scratch yourself right and you realize actually that doesn't work either and this that's what like that's what like life is it's full of these catch-22s right like it feels bad to have this feeling like the feeling i was talking about like so i feel disrespected right um or uh i feel irritated with someone it feels bad to have that feeling why it's going to make me feel better to give give that guy a piece of my mind and that doesn't feel very good either <laughs> right and so um I think it's just uh, that's itself just a real like uh, a lesson, you know. It's, it's it's like you know there are um, there is not always ways to just make any something feel better just because we you know and 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 so like can we do something when it comes to the other person to not like make the other person feel worse too? Um, so um, yeah. Anyway, I think I can totally relate, Emily. And I think just getting tired. You're right. Sometimes just um, you practice the awareness for a while and then the mind kind of just gets exhausted and then you're able to like let go. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, there's I, no. I, I just wanted to say thank you. Um, this is one of the best sittings I've ever had. I was just, but I, listening, I felt great because every time we do this, I never mentioned it, but I, not a lot, but I always start itching. Hmm. Well, I meditate, you know, just little bits of it. Every mm -hmm. it's really interesting, and the deeper I get and the more peaceful, the itching just never goes away. So it's nice to know I'm not the only one that hmm. has that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, but it's just this was such a night. It it was great. I just felt so peaceful today. Thank hmm. you so much. No. Hmm. Mary Anderson. Just want to say it's nice to see you back from South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's good to be back too. <laughs> yeah. I hope you had a good trip. Yeah. Yes, I did. I good. did. Okay. 
Uh, and I wanted to uh, relate to Joan in the swallowing. You said it was classic. I too had the same experience. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> the sort of a takeaway for me is, well, it seemed to go in a cycle. Like the more I notice, oh, I need to swallow. I, what's going on? <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. Then the more intense that became. And then when I kind of just said, all right, it's just swallowing, <laughs> mm -hmm. that, um, that seemed to be okay. So that by the time we came to the e end of the meditation, or I, I wasn't even remembering that experience. So mm -hmm. I was glad you brought it up, Joe. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, so it's a, I'm not sure how what I think about all of this, but it's been very, it, it took me to a deeper place today. So I'm very appreciative mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. That's the basic thing I could say. Yeah. That's great. I mean, you know, th there are, um, there are times where um, I feel like my sittings have felt particularly transformative, not because I was able to follow the breath more single-mindedly, not because there was something special about the awareness, but simply because I really just let myself be still. And it might be still with the body being quite uncomfortable, maybe with tension, maybe even with some kind of mental you know, activity going on, but like just being there fully with it and saying, I'm just gonna be here experiencing fully without in any way trying to avoid. And um, and you'll say, wow, like that was like the most distracted, unpleasant sitting I've ever had. And then you go outside and you feel like the world is just bright. All the colors are bright because sometimes, you know, and you just feel like so present with the world. And, and it's simply because I feel like I just allow myself to be still, you know, and it didn't necessarily feel good. It was maybe being still with whatever it was, you know, discomfort. Um, so also um, actually for Joan and Mary and anyone else who has the saliva issue, maybe now everyone will have the issue. <laughs> but um, th th I mean, this is such an issue that there's actually like one of the aspects of traditional Zen posture accounts for it, which is, and I don't usually go into this kind of detail, but so one of the last things you do when you're getting ready to sit is, you know, after you feel like your spine is aligned and you're upright and all this, mm -hmm. is actually you place your tongue, rest your tongue against the top of the palate, against the top of the mouth, and then you swallow intentionally to create a kind of vacuum. You, you Whatever saliva is in the mouth, you swallow. And that creates a little bit of a vacuum with the tongue. And then that can help just that mouth stay kind of like dry throughout the rest of the sitting instead of the tongue being lower and then just being more likely to salivate while we're sitting. So, yeah. So anyway. Thank you. Yeah. So it's just like, it's, it's not uncommon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really isn't. So it's been a long time since I've had the issue. Yeah. But now who knows now that you've brought it. <laughs> okay. Well, this is good. I'm glad. And I, you know, once in a while, I definitely want to keep doing this, opening it up. So if you ever have things you want to um, sort of talk about, um, just like tonight, it's like, it helps other people. You know, you might think it's your own idiosyncratic thing, right? But you realize, oh, actually, and it can just be really heartening for people here. Oh, yeah. 
that the itchiness, the, the, the saliva, this like I I I I relate to that, you know. It's really good. So um thank you to everyone who shared today. All right. So can we sit for just one minute before we say good night? All right. Okay, everyone. Very nice to see you all. Good night. Have a wonderful week. Thank you.